On today's show, the Yankees won back-to-back series for the first time since June when they won seven straight, and we're going to discuss some of the highlights and lowlights from the weekend against the Rays. And I'll get to gloat about the correct feeling I had on Friday's show. Plus, we'll talk about the Yankees' upcoming road to the postseason and, more importantly, their road to an AL East division title. So get ready, because a new Locked On Yankees starts now. You are Locked On Yankees. Your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Monday, Yankees fans. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Stacey Gotsoulias, and I'm joined by my co-host, Abby Mastrocco. We'd like to thank you for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Also hit the thumbs up button to like our videos and the bell so you're notified as soon as our videos go live. Abby, how are we doing today? Um, probably better than Aaron Hicks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, let's warn you all right now. Segment one is going to be about Friday night's game. We're going to go in order this time because I know sometimes when I do, uh, when we recap everything, I like to do the most recent game, but we really need to discuss Friday because Friday was a nightmare for Stacey's everyone watching waiting. and for Hicks. Hmm? Stacey's been waiting to discuss this for a couple of days. Yeah. I, on the other hand, spent yesterday mostly watching football. So I apologize that I'm going to I'm going to get caught up on yesterday's game, too, because it's, you know, opening NFL's or NFL Sunday. Like, who doesn't just want to sit on their couch and order food and watch football? Yeah. I mean, well, I watched the Yankee football. game. Then I watched the Giants game. So for me, yesterday was a really good sports day because I did not believe at any point that the Giants were going to pull that game off, even yeah. at the last second with the, I'm like, he's not going to miss this. And my brother's like, he's going to miss it. And when he went wide left, I, I was like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. That's the first time the Yankee, the Yankees, the Giants won their opener since 2016. I know I was joking with um, a friend of mine. I ran into twice in a row. I've now run into a friend of mine in my neighborhood, which I mean, it happens. She lives in my neighborhood. I ran into her on the street yesterday. Last night, she's a big Buffalo fan. We were joking. We were like, oh, yeah, the, the Giants needed to get some winning in early because they're not going to be able to get that in the rest of the season. Oh, no. So, no. Right now, I, I, yeah. I don't expect <laughs> them to do anything, but that was just. She could a little being from Buffalo. This is uh, a very key year for her here. Um, yeah. Well, it's funny I, because I was thinking that maybe the Giants and the Jets would not outscore the Yankees. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then the Giants blew that out of the water. I was like. Good going, guys. Okay, so now I just make fun of the Jets. By the way, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments what your allegiance is. Because, you know, in New York, it's usually, Mm -hmm. but not always, Yankees, Giants, Knicks, Rangers. Rangers. And then obviously Mets, Jets, Islanders, um, Nets, I guess now, because they're in Brooklyn. But but I I feel like a lot of the... uh... I feel like a lot of that group on Long Island is still Knicks fans. Yeah. Yeah. So just let us know below what your allegiance is. So I let's talk one, about one crucial error yesterday. Mm-hmm. One crucial error. Um, I, I ordered food mm-hmm. and I ordered like 
I ordered dig. I ordered vegetables. And then it got to my door and I was like, why did I do this on a Sunday? So yeah. for everybody listening, just remember that vegetables are from Monday through Friday and not for Sundays. And if you're going to sit on your couch all day, you need to order a pizza. You need to order some wings. You need to order some greasy Chinese food or something. I yeah. stared at that yesterday and I was like, why did I just ruin my Sunday with this? <laughs> so everybody learned from my mistake. You're going to watch yeah. sports next Sunday. Order something good. Don't order yeah. vegetables. Yeah, that's 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 definitely an error. So speaking of errors yeah. and bad plays, segue. Um, Friday night, Aaron Hicks. Okay. Did anyone else have a flashback to 1998 and Chuck Knobloch pointing at first base while a ball rolled away from him and, you know, a couple of Cleveland then Indians scored on a play that he should have made? Yeah, me too. God. Not that it was an easy catch for Aaron Hicks, but the fact that he didn't know where he was, he didn't know that the ball was fair, and he just stood there. And even Montas was like, yo, <laughs> what are you doing? And we talk about it all the time. When your defense isn't good and your offense is like everything is affected. And Aaron Hicks is just having a really bad year, offensively and defensively, but specifically defensively. And you have those numbers in front of you. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. He, he's really regressed. And granted, there's been a lot of injuries in his career throughout the last few years. But in, in 2017, he saved 12 runs. For the Yankees, right? He had a UZR of five, even. We're using fan graphs for these advanced stats. Um, and then the numbers go down from there. And granted, look, he didn't play that many innings. He, only, he didn't even play 300 innings in center field in 2021. Um, but he, in 2018, he had, he cost the Yankees seven runs. 2019, a little bit better. He cost them one. In 2020, a shortened season, he cost the Yankees eight runs. Last year, it was four in less than only 272 and two thirds innings this year it's five his career numbers have significantly gone down in the last over the last five seasons and look look there's been a lot of injuries with him I get that uh it's just sad to watch because when he was coming up he was supposed to be this really great center fielder and we have seen him play really great center field we have seen that but not consistently right right I always think to that play that he made in that crazy Yankees twin game from a few years ago where he dove, you know, Chad Green gives up the long fly ball and it's one of those games where they go back and forth. It's extra innings and he dives like Superman and catches the ball and it's like amazing. And the thing about it that's bad for Hicks is he was on the R2C2 podcast and was very boisterous and declaring that this was going to be his year. And, you know, uh, I think he even was hinting at trying to do get 30-30. And as we know, he's nowhere near getting 30-30 this season. And I feel bad because he's coming back from that injury. I was hoping for a bounce back season and it just keeps getting worse. And the bad thing about Friday was that right after he made that bad play, Again, it wasn't just the play. It was the not picking up the ball right away thing, thinking that it was foul. Then he has a ball hit over his head. Like, I think he turned once or twice and missed the ball. And it was like right after that first play. And it the, the stadium 
they've been booing him anyway. That just was, I mean, the boos were vociferous at that point. Yeah. And they were chanting Joey Gallo. Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. I just, I don't know. I don't like that people are so mean to Joey Gallo. <laughs> I know. I know. Because, I mean, he's, he's having, Joey Gallo's having the time of his life uh, on the Dodgers, apparently. Um, if you all missed it, I recommend that you search Joey Gallo on Twitter because the Dodgers dressed up yesterday after beating up the Padres. Um, they all dressed up in costume. And I believe Dustin May was the gingerbread man. And it was basically him wearing all black with bread taped to him because he's a ginger. And I thought that was really funny. But Joey Gallo, Justin Turner, Cody Bellinger, and I can't remember the fourth player, dressed up as Chippendale dancers. And... Turner and Bellinger were shy and wore t-shirts that mimicked six-pack abs. And meanwhile, Joey Gallo was just strutting his stuff without a shirt on and Twitter went wild. So if you haven't seen that yet, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> um, if you're um, a lady baseball watcher, you'll be very happy. If you're, uh, you know, if, if you like guys, you're going to love it. And hey, even if you're straight, some of my straight guy friends were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I look like that, I'd walk around like that, too. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't like the whole them. But I think they were chanting Joey Gallo because they want him back <laughs> because they think he'd be better than Aaron Hicks. So I mean, at this point, he was. And yeah. look, I should say those numbers that I just gave you, that's in center field only. He has been better in left field, but it's a smaller sample size. And right. he's played more left field this year than any than he has in his career. He's played 330 innings and in left this year which yeah. is more than he has over the last few years. I mean, really he hasn't before this year, he hadn't played any left field since 2017. Yeah. So, but I, but I just wanted to clarify, you know, those, the dismal defensive numbers right now are center field numbers only. Yeah. Um, so Boone did the right thing between innings, took Hicks out and replaced him. He didn't pull a, a Billy Martin, when Billy Martin had Paul Blair go out for Reggie Jackson during that big game at Fenway in, uh, was that 77? Um, <laughs> it wasn't a situation like that, but Aaron Boone basically wanted to protect his player and very wisely took him out at that point. Um, the Yankees weren't able to come back, but very nearly came back. I really thought Glaber had that home run in the bottom of the ninth, and that would have been an amazing comeback considering how that game went for them. Um, but alas, it did not happen. So they dropped the first game of the series. And in my head, after what I said on Friday, I said, I joked to myself and said, fine, just win the next two. Like it would have been <laughs> an easy thing for them to do. Turns out it was. And we will talk about that in segment two. But first, as you gear up for fall, you need the right people on your team to help your small business fire on all cylinders. LinkedIn Jobs is here to help make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience 
experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know? Every week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks again for making Locked On Yankees your first listen every day. Subscribe now to Locked On Yankees on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts so you get notified when each episode premieres. So after Friday's tough loss the Yankees came in fired up and knocked Corey Kluber out in the first inning which is good because Kluber kind of had their number a bit this season and they couldn't really get a lot going against him when they faced him and he pitched for the Rays and uh, it was basically death by single in that first inning for the Yankees which by the way did Aaron Judge turn into a singles hitter overnight because uh no home runs in the series everyone else was hitting home runs <laughs> some people were joking about that they're like oh great you know he's getting close to 60 now and now he's just gonna hit singles for the rest of the season but hey if he's hitting singles getting on base or if he's hitting singles and scoring guys he can hit singles every single game for the rest of the season and I'd be fine with it there we go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a good game on Saturday. Josh Donaldson was back from paternity leave. Um, Giancarlo Stanton looked better at the plate. And um, we need to talk about how the Rays um, position player, although Christian Bethencourt was a dual player in the minors for a minute, they were trying to make him not like Shohei Otani. No one's like Shohei Otani, but they did have him pitch and he just didn't do well pitching in the minors because I was laughing. He hit 94 like three or four times when he was pitching for the, and I didn't know about his dual um, position situation. Someone told me on Twitter, I was like, okay, that makes sense because, you know, you see these position players come out yeah. and they're usually firing in like 85 mile an hour fastballs and he was firing 94. But he did throw an EFIS to Giancarlo Stanton, 47.3 miles an hour. And, and it was great, too. It was the top of the zone. You know, and at first when I saw Stanton swing at it, I was like, oh, God, don't miss that because it's so high up in the zone. And then he dinged it off the foul pole. And my first thought was, yes, it's a dinky home run. Yes, it's off a pitch that, you know, an average person could throw at 47 miles an hour. Um, average guy, not, you know, and, but I thought to myself, this might get him on a bit of a, a roll now that he's been back from his injury and it's kind of going in that direction. So that's a good thing to see. Um, now some people were upset because at that point in the game, judge was taken out and some people were like, that should have been judge's home run. Like they wanted him to face Bethancourt, but did not, um, but the Yankees won 10-3. It was a good message game just from the first inning. And it was good to see them hit singles because this is one of the biggest complaints that Yankee fans have about the okay. that they're re too reliant on the home run. And to see them score that many runs in six, six runs in the first inning um, on singles was just it was such a. a, a Breath of fresh air. That's the word. I'm. That's the phrase I'm looking for. My mouth didn't want to work. It's Monday. What can I say? So 10-3 in that game. And um, 
Josh Donaldson back from maternity, maternity, paternity leave. He did not have the baby because if he did, he would not have been able to play for a while. It would have been a good six weeks for him being out. Oh, and speaking of babies, congrats to Jose Trevino. Had a son on the ninth. And my brother was joking about all the players who have had babies within the last few weeks. Garrett Cole's wife is pregnant, mm-hmm. but she's not due till the off season. So I think this might be the last. I think Trevino's baby is the last one. Um, so congrats to Josh Donaldson and his fiance on the birth of their daughter, Lily. And he hits a home run in the game, nearly had a home run at one point, and then um, hit a home run to put them up seven nothing at that point. And pitching wise, we have to talk about Jamison Tyone. Seven and one third innings. Three runs on six hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. He's 13 and four. Not that that means anything, but because, you know, early in the season, his record was really, really good because he tended to benefit from the run support that Jordan Montgomery never got. (laughs) And uh, in the last game of the season last year, when the Yankees needed the win against the Rays to um, finally get into the wild card game, um, Tyone was the one who was pitching, and that was a one nothing game. So he tends to kind of step it up when they need him to, and it worked out really well for the Yankees on Saturday because heading into Sunday, it was going to be a bullpen game. So Donaldson, his home run was 13 on the season. The Yankees have so many guys in double digits. Stanton hit a nice, not round number, but 25, nice milestone number for Stanton on Saturday. They were 7 for 11 with runners in scoring position because of that first inning. So um, that's something that you don't see. You always see me complaining about, they're 2 for 10 with runners in scoring position. They leave all these guys on base. 7 for 11 on Saturday. So that was a good comeback a good response to Friday night because you know we've seen it happen where there's a tough loss and teams don't bounce back from the tough loss and kind of you know the rest of the series is almost dictated from that one loss so it was good to see them bounce back right away in that game on Saturday you know they're fighting right now and I think that they showed that they do still have quite a bit of fight left in them throughout this digital, you know, digital divisional race. Right. Um, they, you know, they're not just going to roll over and they're not just going to, you know, they're, they are actively doing everything that they can to try and get out of this slump. And I think it's a good, it's a good sign, you know, but we've talked about building momentum and we'll see now if that happens, with two games against the Red Sox and then Milwaukee, because these are some games that they should be able to take advantage of. Right. Keyword being should. Um, (laughs) Now Sunday's game, it was another game that was basically won in the first couple of innings. They scored all 10 of their runs in the first two, three in the first seven in the second. Um, Glaber Torres, two home runs. So 20 and 21 for him. So that was a nice milestone plus one. And um, Stanton hitting his 26th in the bottom of the second, part of that um, 
lots of scoring thing. Glaber, his 21st in that second inning. And Oswaldo Cabrera hits his first home run as a major leaguer. And uh, John Sterling calling him the Wizard of Oz, which I figured. (laughs) (laughs) John Sterling, you know, with his old-timey references. I mean, what else would he do? So um, very cool. And I saw a picture. I thought this was the sweetest thing. When Susan Waldman was interviewing Oswaldo Cabrera after the game on the field, he was holding the umbrella for her. And I just thought that was adorable. You know, like such a... He's, he's a cute kid. He's so excited to be with the Yankees. And, you know, he was in a bit of a funk. And then he's been starting to hit the past couple of days. And it was good to see him hit that home run. Also, Stanton's home run. No, it wasn't a bomb. But it was Oppo, which we like to see. And he's just so powerful that he just could flick it. And it goes 350 feet. And it's like, it's, it's just amazing to watch when he's on. And I feel yeah. like... He could go on one of those end-of-the-season home run runs. And again, if it's him doing it instead of Judge, just be happy because it means the Yankees are scoring and hopefully it'll mean that they're winning if Stanton goes on one of his patented tears at the end of the season. The division lead is back up to 5.5 games? Five and a half games? Four and a half games? Should be five and a half. I think they're five and a half ahead of um, the Rays and six against a uh, six and a half against Toronto because they dropped their final game to the Rangers. But now it is five and a half games. Yes, I had too many tabs open on my computer. <laughs> um, I think my computer is going to explode with all these tabs open. But that's just how I work, people. That's how I work. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about the upcoming schedule in a second because as the Yankees face teams like the Red Sox, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, and Texas, not in that exactly in that order, but that's what's coming up for them. The Rays and the Jays are going to get to beat each other up mm-hmm. <laughs> the first part of this week, which could help the Yankees if they win both games in Boston. So we're going to take a look at that schedule in a moment. Two against the Red Sox in Fenway. The off day today, off day Thursday, heading out to Milwaukee to play the Brewers. As I said last week, the key, winning series. Don't need to sweep everyone. Just win as many games as you possibly can. That's what we need to see. And as I said, Donaldson being back in the lineup, just his presence. Because if he starts getting on a roll, you know, maybe he's so happy being a dad again that maybe he gets on a roll and starts hitting the ball. Um... Stanton being back helps because, you know, those couple of lineups against the Twins, yes, they ended up winning those games, but the Twins are on a free fall right now. They've lost 9 of 11, and they didn't show up to their series against the Guardians, who they're chasing in the AL Central, and they're just falling off a cliff. Um, So after the Brewers, there's another off day, which I didn't realize. God, three off days in, (laughs) in like seven days. Pirates for two at home, Red Sox for four at home. Then they go to Toronto for three right away after that Red Sox series. So I'm thinking those seven games obviously are very important because it's AL East. You need to beat the Red Sox. Even a split wouldn't be bad against the Red Sox. But going up to Toronto for those final three games, depending on how everyone does in the next two weeks, could be crucial for the Yankees or it could just be them stepping on everyone to get to the division title. 
I, I agree. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any extra contact because I, I think you summed it up nicely. Yeah. And then, okay, so they have those, how many games is that? Nine in a row? Yeah. Two Pirates, four Red Sox, three Blue Jays. Then they have an off day on the 29th. They play the Orioles, who are kind of falling off a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, Seattle's playing out of their minds. They had an incredible game last night against the Braves. And it looks like the Orioles are falling off a bit, and they might not be able to get that last wild card spot. And, you know, if the Orioles have fallen off a bit by the time the Yankees play them, you know, the Yankees should be okay with that one. And then to end the season, they have that four-game series at Texas that they're making up from the beginning of the season that didn't happen because of the lockout. And, you know, the Rangers have a tendency to either look really bad because <laughs> you've seen that in some series, like even the series that they just had against the Blue Jays. Um, you see when they play the Astros, like they can have a really good game and then just get beaten up. So, um, yeah, I feel like it's not the same feeling I had against the Rays, but I'm feeling positive about the remainder of the season. Okay. Yeah. How positive? Not overly like, oh, we're going to kick everyone's ass positive, but I feel like they're getting on a better roll. And I feel like these two series, yes, it's the Twins, but the Rays, that was a really big thing. And the fact that they won those final two games by so much and just really beat up on them, I think that'll kickstart them into, a, okay, we got to do this. Like, let's do this. Um, you know, they have guys coming back. Um, you know, even having Rizzo in the in the dugout seemed to help them a bit, you know? Yeah, like just you can really tell he's like he's such a crucial like I don't even want to use the term glue guy because he has taken on like more of a vocal role, but you can tell that when he's around the atmosphere just seems a little bit different and they really respect him and they really uh sort of gravitate to him and and he's he seems to be able to keep everybody level headed, but also, you know, encouraging and it's he he really does have that was when we look back on some of the trades that Cashman's made in recent years I think that's going to end up being an important one that maybe gets overlooked yeah you know he has World Series experience he has the one ring which is more than most of the guys on the Yankees have so that's also another um like it's a good thing for them to have knowing that he has that experience and not that he's like so old and like, but he's been around a long time and he has that experience and he can let them know what you would need to do to win a World Series. And well, a lot of it's just intangibles and it's sort of that mentality that you keep fighting and you keep finding a way to win. And when you have some guys in the clubhouse who maybe don't have that much experience in the playoffs, you can sort of just look to that person to draw to draw from and whether it's you know, whether it's Anthony Rizzo talking about a crucial game that he played with Chicago or whether it's just sort of being around him and watching how he is approaching every at bat and how he is not getting too high and not getting too low. It's, it's important to have those people in the clubhouse. And we've talked about leadership a lot on this podcast. And I know that there's been a lot of commenters who have said the Yankees don't need leaders because that there is a standard of playing there already, but that you, you still do need those personalities and those intangibles in the clubhouse. And you need, you need someone to keep it together when things, things have been spinning out of control. Yeah. Um, it was, 
few years ago when I was covering the Devils, there was a veteran on the team, Drew Stafford. He was at the end of his career. But you could see every day that Drew was bringing the after the trade deadline, the Devils still played really hard. You know, their best player was injured. Taylor Hall was injured. Um, the goaltending situation was not great. But you have Drew Stafford, who every day was getting the team together on the ice or like firing them up in the locker room. And I talked to him about it at the end of the season. And he said, somebody has to keep things from going downhill because losing can be contagious and people sure. get used to losing, especially some and these young players are going to develop bad habits. And he said, it's, you know, he said, it's not that I'm like a natural leader, which a lot of people on the team did say that they felt he was a natural leader, but he himself was not, he was never a star player. He was a very good role player. So I think that's why he never really felt that he was like the leader. Right. Um, but a lot of people really respected him and respected his experience. And, and it's sort of the same with Rizzo. Rizzo is a very good respected, he's a little bit more than a role player, but he is a respected person who is sort of just leading by example and leading naturally. And it's just, so it's an important, it's an such an important aspect in any clubhouse. And right now, this is when you need to see some of this experience come through. And people around, other people on the team sort of need players like Rizzo. Yeah. So right now, the Yankees' magic number is 17. They own the tiebreaker against the Rays because they won the season series against them. Um and that's also important because those three games against the Jays, the Yankees take two out of three. They win the series, the season series as well. And so if at that point they're close when the season ends, um, like if there's a disaster against the Orioles and the Rangers and something comes down to that, they have the t they could have the tiebreaker with both those teams, which really helps a lot um, because that was the problem with the 2021 Yankees. They couldn't do well against the you know the Rays had their number the Rays have had their number for the past few seasons so to see the Yankees actually finish the season series on top and finish those last two games the way they did is a good sign yeah yeah they need to now build on this though yep so tomorrow will be a preview of the series against the Red Sox the rivalry is back and um you know they're making a big deal out of it again I, I was seeing all the ads this weekend like oh you know two games in fin they're in last place. Who cares? <laughs> because it's still, it still just is. Ugh. Because it, it is, it gets ratings. Yeah. It gets ratings. And this is me coming from somebody who worked in broadcasting for a long time and has been around some of the decision makers um, who pick up national, who decide what's going to, you know, get put on national TV. It gets ratings. And there's still attention paid to this rivalry. It's not as exciting as it was in April. Um, it's not as exciting as that wild card game last year, right. but there is still, it's always going to be a rivalry. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, they're definitely more of a rivalry than the Mets and the Yankees are. You hate the Subway Series so much. I do. I really do. Um, tomorrow's game is on Yes, but TBS out of market. So we can have everyone on Twitter complaining that the Yankees and Red Sox are on national TV. And then... Um, the second game is on yes. 
So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Remember that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can watch and subscribe to us on YouTube. Again, hit the thumbs up button and comment and also click on the bell notification so you know when our videos go up. And if you're looking for something else to listen to after you listen to us, make your second listen the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories from around the league. Follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked On MLB, on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. One more thing, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. So enjoy your Monday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Thank you.